Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon. Simply look for We Are Huntu or click the link in the description. Ghost Maps is hosted on Libsyn. Get up to two months of free podcast hosting for your show from Libsyn with the promo code HANTU. Check out the description for more details. Ghost Maps Entry 70 Chiang Rai, Thailand Pearl asks how long this is going to take. She doesn't come across as impatient or in a rush though. I tell her, that most of my interviews are usually less than half an hour. And half of that time is dedicated to getting to know my interviewees. This seems to set her at ease. She tells me that her sister is currently looking after her grandmother. My sister's a mother herself, so she can't stay too long, Paul says. As our drinks arrive at this Jurong East coffee shop, I assure her that she'll be back home in no time. Pearl nods and tells me that family is important to her. I assure her that I understand, and she reiterates her point quite firmly. People ask me why I quit my job to look after my grandmother instead of getting a helper, she says but I believe it's important for us to respect those that came before us, doubly so if they did everything they could to take care of us. I sense that there might be more here, so I encourage her to tell me a bit more about her sense of filial piety. She says that she wasn't always this way. When I was younger, I harbored dreams of getting as far away from my family as possible, she says. After what happened to me when we visited relatives in Chiang Rai, though, she continues trailing off. Before she can continue, though, I quickly fish out my recorder. I switch it on, place it on the table, and ask her to start from the beginning. Pearl's family comes from Thailand, specifically a very small village in Chiang Rai. Her father and grandmother moved to Singapore more than 40 years ago. Since then, the family have made it a point to visit relatives back in the village at least once every year. Pearl's uncles, aunts and cousins, all of whom she had very little in common with. I grew up living in flats and hanging out at Orchard Road, so you can imagine how much I hated visiting this place, Paul says, looking slightly embarrassed. The village itself was a rural area surrounded by mountains, and everyone lived in two-story stilt 
houses. Most of the residents made their living as farmers of some sort. And almost all of them were happy to spend their lives there. Which isn't to say that the village didn't have problems of its own. Pearl and her sister were warned not to go out at night because there were gangsters roaming around the area. And during monsoon season, storms raged so fiercely and some of the village's roofs had been torn off by the winds. Pearl believes that these dangers and how isolated the village is explain why its residents are such firm believers in the supernatural. I was told that spirits haunted the mountains, she says. It was during one of her family's visits back in 2010 when she first experienced how dangerous this area could be. Paul was 16 at the time. She had just finished her O-levels and instead of spending the holidays with her friends, she found herself in what she thought of then as the middle of nowhere. Her disappointment, however, was soon replaced by terror. Her mom and dad, grandmother and sister, and herself all slept in one room in their relative's home, on thin mattresses and in sleeping bags that they had brought along. On their second night there, her whole family was awoken by screams from their neighbors. Paul thought she was dreaming at first, but then she saw the lights through one of their windows. The lights of a roaring blaze. Gangsters had set a home on fire. No one knew whether this was in retaliation for something, or if the gangsters were just bored and this was how they got their kicks. All Pearl knew was that at that moment, she didn't see this village as some dodgy kampong in the middle of nowhere anymore. She saw the villagers crying, mourning the loss of their home and the near loss of their lives. She saw not just her father, but her uncles, aunts, and cousins rush to help. She saw a community. As the flames eventually died down, some of the villagers gathered in one particular home. Pearl wanted to see what was going on, but her father stopped her. He told me not to go in there, she says. And he was absolutely insistent that I don't go out at night for the next few nights. Pearl told him that after everything that happened, she wasn't planning to. She didn't want to get caught by the gangsters. But her father warned her that there were things out there more dangerous than gangsters. Paul suspected that she knew what he meant by this, but she didn't push the matter. Not while her father was still reeling from what happened. Two nights later, Paul woke up at around 3am. 
she didn't know what had woken her up. Just a feeling. Pearl then crept as quietly as she could through the house filled with relatives. Miraculously, she managed to not wake anyone else up. She headed down to the ground, where she lit a cigarette, a habit that she had somehow managed to keep hidden from her father for the last two years. It was pitch dark and deathly silent. She couldn't see anything beyond the glowing embers of her cigarette. But she knew that just beyond her family's home, there was a massive field. As she exhaled a cloud of smoke that vanished into the darkness of the night, she was suddenly gripped by that same feeling again. And now she knew what it was. Someone was watching her. Hello? She whispered. She knew that she should have been scared, but she was more uncertain than terrified. And that's when she saw them. Maybe it was because her eyes had adjusted to the darkness, or because they allowed her to see them. But standing before her, now were about twenty people. She had never seen them around the village before. And for a second, she thought they might have been the gangsters. Then she saw that among the men were women and children too. There was a sort of blue glow around them. One that didn't illuminate anything beyond themselves. The glow, however, accentuated the sickly grey tone of their flesh. And just as suddenly as they appeared, Paul knew instinctively exactly what they were. Ghosts. Spirits of long-dead villagers, but also something else. Something that kept the fear away from her heart. They were family. There was a look of determination on each of their faces. More than their presence, this is what frightened Paul. I wasn't frightened for myself, she tells me. I was scared of what they were going to do. Pearl dropped her cigarette, but kept her eyes locked on the spirits. Even as she watched them, though, they nevertheless faded away, back into the darkness of the night. A few days later, there was a commotion among the villagers. Pearl didn't understand what they were saying and her father refused to translate for her and her sister. It was only when they got back to Singapore the week after that they find out what had happened.
the authorities had found the gangsters up in the mountains, slain in a brutal and visceral manner. They had chalked it up to an animal attack of some kind. No man, the authorities said, could have eviscerated these men that way. But I knew the truth, Paul says. Paul offers me an almost apologetic smile. Is it terrible that I didn't feel bad for those gangsters and I felt sadder for the spirits? She asks. I tell her that it isn't, but I ask her why. She says that they should be able to rest. They had already been through so much when they were alive, but they were still called upon to help their families even in death. That's why I'm so intent on looking after my grandmother. She did so much for our family as we grew up. I don't know how much more she'll have to do when she's gone, she says, and pauses before she adds, I just want her to have some rest. I nod and tell her that I understand. We sit silently for a moment or two before she gets up and says, she has to leave. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Look for We Are Huntu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Huntu production created by Kyle Ong and Wayne Ray with art direction by Jolene Lim and recorded on Audio-Technica mics.